Star Wars 7x7 episode 3094. Today is the final episode in our series of final debriefings on season one of Andor. We're not talking about a story arc this time because we've talked about all the complete story arcs. Instead, we've got one floater episode and one two-part finale to discuss today. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So there's a reason why I was holding off on talking about these three episodes until now, and that's because I was hoping that we would get the final streaming numbers in for that 12th episode of Andor. And yes, they came in this week, so we're going to do a little bit of scoundrel business on this episode and talk about where things ended up. First of all, I'll tell you that the numbers were trending upward regularly from episode five. So episode five had been a drop from episode four. And then episode six, which was the I, the conclusion of the Eldani arc, that was higher than episode five. And then episode seven announcement went up even higher, 418 million minutes viewed in that week. But that doesn't compare to what happened in week 11, which was Daughter of Ferrix. That episode had 455 million streaming minutes and that doesn't even compare to the finale of Andor, which racked up 674 million streaming minutes during that week. Now, on the one hand, that's especially fantastic because it is the most minutes viewed of Andor in any week when it was out. Even the first three episodes when they came out, that one week was only 624 million minutes viewed for the Andor series. I grant you <laughs> a lot more minutes were available by week 12, but still getting to 674 and jumping up from the 455 in the previous week, that's pretty remarkable. And when you talk about the notion of ending the rating situation on a high note, well, I think that qualifies for sure. And we'll have to wait another week to see if it continues. So the Book of Boba Fett actually showed up in the top 20 the week after its final episode had aired. And the same with The Mandalorian Season 2. It didn't work that way with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. It dropped out of view once the season had run its course. But it's possible that Andor could have some staying power potentially because we are heading into holidays where nobody's releasing anything right now. And there are are already award nominations happening. I think it was uh, the Critics' Choice Awards and a Screen Actors Award, if I remember correctly, like nominations for Diego Luna's performance. And also, I heard that USA Today has picked Andor as the best series of 2022, you know, above everyone else. And Andor is also showing up on a lot of top 10 lists as well. Now, I dare say we've talked a lot about announcement, that's episode 7, so I won't spend a lot of time on that. I do look at that and wonder about what Andor was like prior to Tony Gilroy joining the festivities. That episode, episode 7, was written by Stephen Schiff, and then it went into the Narkina 5 story arc, which was written by Bo Willimon, so that has the fingerprints of the early development of the Andor series. And it makes you wonder potentially if the Aldani heist was not necessarily in the first iteration of season one of Andor, but it was in fact something like part of an opening crawl. And 
<laughs> we drop in on what the aftermath of it is when we get to the announcement episode. But they obviously made that full arc, and maybe that was part of the plan all along. I don't know, but it's just it's really fascinating to see the people who are involved with the production of each episode, knowing that it went through a mid-production transition in showrunners. So instead, we'll talk a little more about Daughter of Ferrix and Rick's Road, which are episodes 11 and 12. I've talked about how the Ferrix arc and the Aldani arc felt very much like the first episode was a setup of what the you know conflict situation was going to be, and then episode two was moving pieces into place on the chessboard, and then episode three in the arc was the actual set piece that was being set up from the start. Well. 11 and 12 kind of feel like they follow a similar thing in that episode 11 seems to be very much about figuring out how to get the players where they need to be for the grand finale that we're going to have in Rick's Road. We've all known that a riot on Rick's Road was coming thanks to the teasers and trailers and whatnot, but we hadn't yet seen it through 10 episodes, so episode 11 kind of by default had to be the episode that would set up that grand finale. And the thing that's still so incredibly unusual about a series that's called Star Wars Andor is that Andor doesn't really get into direct conflict with any of his antagonists at all in these two episodes. In episode 11, all we see of Andor is him and Melshi getting off of Narkina 5. Then we see them on Niamos with Andor recovering his briefcase with his stash in the hotel room and then calling to find out that his mother has passed away. And then in episode 12, everybody's expecting him to show up for the funeral and it sets up a direct conflict situation. He does show up, but nobody sees him. Luthen doesn't see him. Vel and Cinta don't see him. Dedra Miro doesn't see him. Cyril and Linus don't see him. He manages to sneak into the hotel, rescue Bix. He has to shoot a death trooper, you know, and like that's basically it. Just troopers is all he deals with and some, you know, random functionaries and then he's gone. And that's even considering the fact that Nurchi ratted him out to the Empire. So not only did they set this whole thing up as a trap to get him, they found out that he was there. He had actually come to walk into the trap. And yet again, how many is it? Luthen, Velencinta, Dedramiro, Cyril and Linus. Like that's four sets of antagonists that wanted Cassian's hide and didn't even see him. So if you thought you were looking for some kind of catharsis, I mean, I think I was personally, <laughs> it was not given to us. And I'm not saying I'm dissatisfied with that. I'm actually just surprised. I feel like my expectations were subverted and it was still very compelling storytelling. So, hey, it all works out. And yes, I know Luthen and Cassian have that final scene, but I'm not counting that toward my assessment of the fact that Luthen was on Ferrix ostensibly to kill Cassian if he needed to. That was a situation instead where Cassian basically delivered himself to Luthen and said, either kill me or take me in. Yeah, I, that doesn't count for the calculus I was doing earlier. As for what's going to happen with them next, 
absolutely no idea. All we know is that Tony Gilroy has said, and we've talked about this here on the show, that the four three-episode story arcs of season two will be taking place in sort of very defined time spaces. So like a weekend here and a week there. And they'll, so it's just basically a particularly momentous few days within a particular year and we'll go you know all the way down to walking into Rogue One so we'll find out what Cassian was up to just prior to the events of Rogue One at the very end of season two of the Andor series but I think the big question now is the question of whether Cassian and Saw will ever meet each other in season two of Andor. There's nothing in Rogue One that makes us think that they've never met he says that they need to get in the door without Saw killing them, but that doesn't say anything about whether Cassian and Saw have actually met in the past. And anyway, we know for a fact that Cassian would probably lie his face off, especially to Jyn Erso in that particular moment in Rogue One. So even if he'd said, no, I've never met Saw Gerrera before, there's no reason to believe him, that's for sure. And one other possibility that Cassian may team up with Vel and Cinta again. I mean, they all know each other. They've worked together. They've worked successfully together. So that could certainly be a possibility too. And that's what I've got for you on this final debriefing episode about season one of the Andor series. And that's what I've got for you for today's podcast. So it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and/or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.